Take your Bible, if you would, and make your way to the book of Ecclesiastes tonight. Ecclesiastes chapter number 3 will be our beginning point for Bible study tonight. I promise you, I will turn you an immense amount of times. I would ask you to go ahead, if you would please, and grab one of those offering envelopes that are in front of you. If you don't have a piece of paper and a pen, I'm going to ask you to take notes tonight. I believe that the points and the truths that we will take from the Word of God will be such a help to you that when you, in the moment when you're going to need them. While you're finding the book of Ecclesiastes, I had mentioned earlier uh, in the month that I would be prepared tonight with you with a um, with a just a presentation of our 2021 budget for Plantation Baptist Church. I have those papers down on the front row after church if you want to have one. Um, church family, really and truthfully, we, we've made no changes to the 2020 budget going into 2021 because how in the world do you plan for 2021 after you all we've been in 2020, right? So myself and the deacons, we met and um, we just believe that God would have us kind of hold our numbers where they are, and just ride into the 2021. The only adjustment that we did make was we did lessen a little bit our missions, um, not not for the missionary specifically, but usually we set aside a good chunk of money where if a missionary calls and says, hey, I need to buy a vehicle, hey, the church needs a roof, hey, we have this need on the field, we can take monies out of that and we can give to meet those needs, um, we have a surplus there. So I thought we were we were able to just exclude maybe ten thousand dollars from that number. That's the only really change that we have made. Uh, the piece of paper that you're going to that you can pick up down here are actuals through the end of October and a projection for November and December. So those numbers have already. Um, change just a little bit, but it'll give you a glimpse of where we are and where we are headed. Um, the one thing that's just such a joy to share is when you, if you pick up this piece of paper, you're going to see that from January 1 to the end of October, Plantation Baptist Church has, has had building fund expenditures of $939,345. Now, to me, we round that up to a million bucks, right? Praise God, every dime of that paid cash money. Amen, right? So, God has just been so faithful to us. And so wonderful to us. You'll be able to see that as you look at it. If you have any questions, I'll be around. You can ask me. Um, we didn't. We didn't elect new deacons this year. We rolled that over. We'll do that next year. Spiritual work. A budget is spiritual work. The electing of deacons is spiritual work. It's not something you just plunge forward blindly. And so just having everybody dispersed and everything, I think we're in a good position. We'll go into 2021, and then Lord willing, in 2021, we'll revisit all of that and uh, see what God is going to do. So that's down there if you want to, to see all of that. 
All right, I want to speak to you tonight on a subject that I think is just so fitting um, for where we find ourselves. I hope and pray that it is a message that you will hang on to in your spiritual memory, that you'll hang on to in your Bible, that you'll hang on to because I promise you there will be a day in which you are going to need this. I want to preach to you tonight on the subject of seasons. S-E-A-S-O-N-S. You see the title there on the screen. Subject of seasons. Um, I, I find on days like today, being from the north, I sometimes miss the seasons of nature. How many grew up where you actually had seasons? Not Florida seasons of hot and hotter. But you had a winter, you had a, 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 a spring, you had a fall, and you had, or a summer and a fall. I miss the seasons. This is not something that those of us that have transitioned into South Florida say quickly. Normally, when we first get here, you do what I did. I would call my dad in the middle of February when he was buried in snow and I would say to him, speak up, dad, my air conditioner just kicked on. I would always, when they were snowed in, I would send them a picture of Channel 7 and it would say 83, feels like 93, a beautiful winter day. My dad must have got so fed up with that that he moved to South Florida and so now he sends those things to somebody I don't know who. I miss the seasons is a phrase that you you use after you've lived in South Florida for a while. Um, After you live where, where it's not the same all the time, you begin to realize the value and the beauty and the purpose of the seasons of, of nature. And I did, I do notice that the longer you live in South Florida, you can detect that we do have seasons down here. Tonight, you can detect our winter. I think April is one of the most beautiful months uh, to live as far as the days are hot, but the evenings are just gorgeous. If you misunderstand summer, you need to be institutionalized. Um, and then the fall. Now, to me personally, the fall is the most frustrating time of year to live in South Florida. Because I watch college football and everybody up north, they're playing, they got their sweatshirts. You go to Thanksgiving, you go to the malls, and they got all the, the scarves and the hats. And I, I've been here for 26 Thanksgivings, and all of them have been over 80 degrees, right? And so I buy those things to wear, and then I sweat so bad, I'm so miserable. It's not a very Thanksgiving day in those capacities, right? Um, I was thinking about this as we're in the Christmas season. And running into some folks that have been in some difficult seasons. And I found that in the Bible, when you study the Bible, you will find that the wisest and wealthiest man to ever walk the face of the earth, apart from the Lord Jesus, was Solomon. Solomon wrote a book that you're turned to called Ecclesiastes. The book of Ecclesiastes is Solomon's writing and reflection of a time in his life which was a very vain, empty time. Solomon, at some point in time, messed up in his walk with the Lord, and I think he got he was so wise and he was so wealthy that he kind of got bored and he 
kind of outsmarted himself a little bit. Solomon tried to, to do an experiment on life. And his experiment was how grand was life under the sun. And there's a phrase, and when you read the book, you know, every time you've, you come across that phrase, under the sun, you could really read life without God. Life without uh, walking according to what God would have. And Solomon was wise enough to orchestrate this life. And could you imagine having enough money to pay for whatever you imagined? Right? So he could finance this experiment. He could finance the height. He could finance the depth. He could finance all that he did. And he truly gave himself to, to this experiment of, is there peace and joy and true life under the sun or without God. And, and when he comes to the conclusion of his experiment, he finds that the answer to that is no. And he'll even tell you that the conclusion of every life is to fear God and to keep his commandments. In the midst of his experiment, though, as, as Solomon in his wisdom is examining life, and he's examining it from a, from a position of poverty, from a position of wealth, from a position of sickness to a position of, of health. He's examining every area of life. He realizes something. He realizes that, that life has a, a repetition to it. And he realizes that, that life is not, not so much consisted of a day, but life consists of days brought together. And in his analysis, Solomon looks at the, um, he, he, he looks at the uh, seasons of nature and how they roll through the days of time. And he makes an analogy in a correlation to the seasons of life. And you're very familiar with Ecclesiastes chapter number 3. And Solomon here puts this in ink for us and on paper under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And I want to read it for you. And then I want to draw some truths about the seasons of nature that you and I need to understand in the seasons of our life. And when I use the word season, you might want to write this definition down because I think it will help you spiritually. You probably could come up with one yourself. But write down a period of time possessed of certain characteristics. A period of time, a period of days possessed of certain characteristics. So when I say winter, you think snow. When I say spring, you think flowers. When I say summer, you think heat. When I say fall, you think harvest, right? So a season is a period of time or days that possessed of a certain characteristic. With that, let's begin verse number one. To everything, there is a season. I don't know about you, but everything is a big word. To everything, there is a season. 
and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time or a season to be born and a time to die. There's a time to plant and there's a time to pluck up that which is planted. There is a time to kill. What a statement. And a time to heal. There's a time to break down. And a time to build up. A time to weep. And a time to laugh. There's a time to mourn. And there's a time to dance. There's a time to cast away stones. There's a time to gather stones together. There's a time to embrace. And boy, you talk about the reality here. And a time to refrain from embracing. That's called COVID. There's a time to get. And there's a time to lose. There's a time to keep. And there's a time to cast away. There's a time to rend. There's a time to sow. There's a time to keep silence. I use that as a parent on my children. And there's a time to speak. There's a time to love. There's a time to hate. There's a time of war. And there's a time of peace. What profit hath he that worketh in that wherein he laboreth? I have seen the travail which God hath given to the sons of men to be exercised in it. He hath made everything, say it class, beautiful, what? In his time. I'll just pause right here before I end up reading the rest of the verse and I will say that many of God's people miss out on the beauty of what God is doing in their life because they don't give God time. We get impatient. We get upset. We get hurt. And God is working in our lives to make something beautiful and we don't see it, can't comprehend it, we don't know it. And so somehow we remove ourselves from that process and we miss out on the beauty of what God is doing. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. Also he hath set the world in their heart so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. I know that there is no good in them. But for a man to rejoice. And to do good. In his life. When Solomon was examining life. He saw in life. Seasons. He watched people be born. He watched people die. He saw times to plant. Times to pluck up. He saw there is a time to kill. And there is a time to heal. And he took the, 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 the seasons of nature in their 
period of days with certain characteristics. And he brought that over into the mindset and the understanding of the things that we go through in life. From this vantage point, I took the word season in my concordance and I began to track it. And I want you to write down some points. Number one, Genesis chapter one, verse number 14. The very first chapter of the scripture, the very first words of creation. And you read in verse number 14, and God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons. I need you to understand point number one, that seasons were created by God. Most of God's people would think that's really deep, Pastor. Right? We know that. I think you believe that the seasons of nature were created by God, but I would submit to you that seasons in your life are also created by God. It's not above God to put within your life a season of birth. It's also not above God to put within your life a season of death. It's not above God to create a period of time in your life possessed with a certain characteristic of hate, pain, loss, silence, breakup, breakdown, or mourning. It's also not above God to put within your life a season possessed, uh, a period of time possessed of a certain characteristic of love, of joy, of dancing, of embracement, of victory, of rending. The same way that God created periods of time in nature, God can create periods of time in your life. And they'll be called seasons. Pastor, I just can't catch a break. Pastor, it just seems like for the last couple of months, I've been going through this. Pastor, it seems like I've lost my job. I've kind of lost this. Man, Pastor, I can't tell you all the wonderful things that, that have just been in the last. It just seems like I'm in this little bubble, right? Yeah, that God creates in our lives seasons sometimes pastor I like all the good ones and I hate all the bad ones point number two according to Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse number 1 B and a time or a season to every purpose so if God creates the seasons then the seasons have God's purpose in them. God would never put a period of time possessed with certain characteristics in your life just to mess you up. 
He doesn't do it off of a whim. He doesn't do it by accident. Everything that God does, He does with purpose. Hold your hand here and go to the book of Acts, chapter 1. Please write Acts chapter 1 down by point number 2. The Bible references tonight are fantastic, so you can study yourself. In Acts chapter 1, we're taught something about the seasons. I know this is an eschatological approach here, but there's some validity to it, to what we're talking about. Verse number 6, right before the ascension of the Lord Jesus, the, the disciples say, When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know the times or the what? Seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. Seasons are created by God. God has a purpose in everything that he creates. Whether you see it or understand it or not. Pastor. If I was to go back five weeks from today and tell you everything that's kind of happened to me and where I see myself, there there is no way that I could attribute that purposefully to God. Not only did God probably create that in your life as long as you didn't do it by sin, God has a purpose in what he is doing. You know, it it sure would be easier on me if God would just go ahead and show me his purpose. I think that way sometimes. And you know what? Sometimes God does reveal his purpose in the seasons of loss, the seasons of health, the season of victory. But sometimes he doesn't. So I ask you this question. Is God somehow wrong in what he's doing in your life because you don't understand it? And the answer to that would be, no. Pastor, I need to understand. Jesus would say, no. You just need to trust me. Here's where he makes all things beautiful in his time. And just because you don't understand how you could lose your job or you could lose something or how something could come crashing down or or how just in your mind bad luck, which there's no such thing as bad luck. There's just the awesomeness of God that, 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 that somehow this just can't be right. I'm telling you that God creates these things in our lives and God has a purpose for them. And sometimes God will explain it to you. And sometimes God won't explain it to you. So what do you do with it when God doesn't explain it to you? You trust the Lord. Point number three. Seasons are how God works. I'll give you three passages here. Turn in your Bible to Leviticus 26. Leviticus, Pastor? I didn't even know that's in the Bible. Third book from the front. Leviticus 26, okay? 
Write down also Deuteronomy 28, verse number 12. Write down 2 Kings 4, verse number 16. We're going to go to a really hard one after this. I'm keeping my eye on the clock, but I think the lesson is so needed tonight. Exodus chapter 26. Look, if you would, please, at verse number 3. I'm sorry. I'm in Exodus. You guys are in Leviticus, right? Let me get to Leviticus. There we go. I was looking at that verse and I thought, holy smokes, the Holy Spirit's going to have to give instant understanding because <laughs> I have no idea what that verse meant. Uh, Leviticus 26, verse number 3. If you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and do them, then I will give you rain in, what are those two words? Do season. When you go to Deuteronomy 28, you will find that the season is referred to as his season. So if you think according to nature, all things were created by the Lord Jesus and all things, all creation is sustained by the Lord Jesus. Colossians teaches us that. And one of the ways that the Lord Jesus sustains the whole of creation is through seasons. Everywhere on the earth has seasons. And so the seasonal part of nature is how God works to provide for nature. You will find that God doesn't often work just in an individual day in your life. He does in the day of salvation. But a lot of times God works through seasons. So he's got to create a period of time possessed of certain characteristics in your life so with a purpose so that he can unfold that into your life and, and work along those lines. You need to understand that God works seasonally many times. Pastor, I'm going through a season of loss. I'm going through a season of of distraught. I'm going through a season of victory. I'm going through a, a season of wonder. God, I, I'm going through a season of, of, of need. I'm going through a season of unrest. I'm going through a season of attack. I'm going through a season of persecution. It's not usually just one day. Normally God builds a period of days. Pastor, I'm glad to hear that because I thought my life stinks. Hmm. Seasons are how God works. Let me show you something. That's two things that are scary about this. Go to Daniel chapter 2, if you would, please. In Daniel chapter 2, write down verse number 21. In Daniel 2, 21, you can just listen. The Bible says about God, that the name of God forever be blessed, for wisdom and might are His. And Daniel says about God, and He changeth the times, and the seasons. Okay? So, nobody knows. We know on the calendar when, when winter is supposed to start, and we know on the calendar when fall is supposed to start, and the first day of summer. But in reality, those are just man's understanding of the times, and they put that down. God works accordingly to that. When God creates a season in my life, that the length of that season is determined by God. He's the one that changes 
the season. Man, Pastor, I just want out. Okay? So sometimes that works, that, that makes a man quit his job, right? I just, I just can't take it anymore. I just don't understand what's going on. I'm just, I just need something new. I just got to make a change. You don't ever be the one, want to be the one to make the change if God doesn't want that change. It's God that changes the season. The length of that when he's working is determined by him. You want to see something really scary? Go to Luke chapter 4. Could you help me just a minute? Because you're really quiet. Are you being blessed? Say amen. Okay, wonderful. I was getting nervous. Luke chapter 4. In Luke chapter 4, Jesus is in the wilderness and he's being tempted of Satan, right? Tempts him three times. Now watch this in verse 13. And when the devil had ended all the temptation... He departed from him for a what? Season. So you know that Satan is the great counterfeiter. You know that that he usually takes what God means for good and he twists it for evil. So watch this. Not only does God work seasonally in our lives, but so does Satan. Very rarely will Satan destroy your faith or dissuade, dismay you or discourage you with a single bad day. What he will get you to do is he will give you a bad moment and then he will support that day or that moment with other days. And then what he does in your mind is he builds a period of time with a certain characteristic of God's ineptness, God's unfaithfulness, God's displeasure, God's somehow negativity towards you. And he builds this and then all of a sudden, block upon block upon block upon block. And you've got this little period of time that's a season where Satan works to discourage the child of God. This is how he approached the Lord Jesus. Seasonal. He would come to him for a period of time. He would leave. And he would come back for a period of time. Now, listen very carefully. When God creates a season in your life, according to the scripture, the length of that is determined by God. When Satan creates a season in your life, the length of that is controlled by you. Luke chapter 4, verse number 12. Jesus answering and said unto him, It is said, in Matthew it is, It is written, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. 
When you go back up to verse number 8, for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God in him only. When you get up to verse number 4 of Luke chapter 4, it is written. So in the season of temptation, when Satan came to the Lord Jesus, it, that was not changed per se by God. That part was ended as Jesus gave him the word of God. So here's what happens. Satan builds a little season in our lives. And we, we give him a moment. We give him an ear. We give him an eye. We give him an understanding. We kind of respond in every way except responding in the word of God. Now, I want you to understand something. Satan goes where he's least resisted. Go to James chapter 4. Come on. Ooh, I don't hear too many pages turning this time. James chapter 4. Verse number 7. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil. And he's going to kick your tail. No. Resist the devil and he'll do what class? Flee from you. Who resists the devil? God or you? You. Not God. God's not going to come down and deliver you out of Satan's season. I'm going to say that again. God's not going to come down and deliver you or change Satan's season. He's already given you everything you need to change it. He said, you submit to me, you resist him, and he'll flee from you. Here's where we get caught in that season. We, we let the devil build that and nurture that in our life. And somehow, we let him turn us against God. Turn us in unbelief. Complaining, murmuring. And then we say, come here and help me. Nothing. Don't you see I'm in this problem? Yeah. But he's already given you the key to get out of this problem. It's called the power word of God. Another point. We're almost done. Seasons will be what you make of them. I grew up in the north, right? So, from Michigan. And we had winter, spring, summer, and fall, but we had more winter than we had anything else. And when it would come time change and the days would get short, 
it would get dark about 4.30 in the afternoon. And the, and the nights would be long. A lot of alcoholism, a lot of depression. Just as a kid one day, I went with my dad on a suicide call. A guy had shot it, blew his brains all over the side of a trailer. And if you weren't careful, you just, you just became a hermit. You went into your house in November and you didn't come out till March. We're experiencing this with COVID a little bit, right? And the isolation and the darkness and the depression would, would create such a depression and a discouragement in people's lives. It was, it was a real thing. So one of the ways that you survive the season of winter in my, my growing up is, is you had to embrace it. Okay? So that would begin with your mindset. It's going to be cold. So you learned how to buy insulated socks and boots. You bought something called long underwear. You don't know what that is. Um, just look it up on, on Google. It'll, it'll show you. You learned how to sled. You learned how to ski. You learned how to go snowmobiling. You bought toys that matched the season. Otherwise, you sat in your house and you rotted away in life, right? So this is going to seem weird to you, but we averaged over 200 inches of snow in northern Michigan. And actually, winter was our favorite time of the year because we got to do such fun things. And what, what would be so depressing or discouraging to somebody else was such a wonderful blessing to us. Why? Because we learned to make what the season was depended on what we made of them. When you bring this over into your life, you got to go to John chapter 5. Please. John chapter 5. When you look at verse number 35 and you write that down, Jesus talks about the willingness of a season. And I know that this is speaking to the Jews here about their willingness to receive John the Baptist. But he said he was a burning and a shining light. And you were willing for a season to rejoice in his light. And Jesus is saying in that season you made that season. uh, That season was to you great because you made it that way. And your will was made it that way. Go to Acts chapter 24 if you would please. Acts chapter 24. Write down verse number 25. In Acts 24, verse 25, Felix here is talking about, is refusing the gospel, and he's telling Paul to go away, and he says, when I have a convenient season, I will call for thee. Seasons of nature can either be a blessing or a negative, a positive or negative, depending on what you make of them. I'm telling you the seasons of life that God creates in your life with a purpose will be what you make them to be. Boy, if you didn't come Sunday night, you missed out on a huge blessing. And the man that ran it was over here. He has a disease that's attacked his body where he could breathe in, but he can't breathe out. He can breathe in, but he can't exhale very well. So he whispers. And he made that statement. He said, you cannot control your circumstances, but you can control your attitude. 
When God does something with purpose in your life, he does it for your good and his glory. You can sit there and whine like a little spiritual baby brat and kick your feet and scream. Or you can make the season what it should be. Seasons are what you make them to be. Lastly, seasons affect the whole. I, I got to quit. It's 808. Let me just give you some scriptures. Write that down. Seasons affects, affect the whole. Write Galatians 6, verse number 9 down. Write Philemon 1, 15 down. I think there's only one chapter in Philemon, verse 15. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse number 6. Galatians 6, 9, Philemon 1, 15. 1 Peter 1, 6. If a season of nature is uncharacteristic, it affects the whole year. For example, if we get too much rain, it affects the crops. If you get too much frost, it affects that. If you get too much heat, it burns everything up. If for some reason within the season of nature, there is an uncharacteristic to the characteristicness of it, it affects the whole year. I would submit to you that our unfaithfulness in the seasons of our lives affect the whole of our life. And I'll quit with this. A lot of people that are upset at God or discouraged about God or got their feathers ruffled over God or somehow are murmuring and complaining and have bitterness, you can go back and trace normally when they sit in my office, I can walk them back to a period of time possessed of a certain characteristic where they screwed up horribly. God was working. They didn't stay in it to see the beauty of what God was doing. And the decision in that season affects their whole life. The conclusion to this message is Acts chapter 20, verse number 18. Paul talks about consistency in the seasons. Seasons are created by God. They have a purpose. They're how God works. Satan works that way too. You've got to be careful. Seasons will be what you make of them. And you have to understand, seasons affect the whole. Pastor, I've screwed up somewhere in my life in a season, and the whole is messed up. What do I do? Well, take it from an old farm boy, right? When the frost comes and destroys the cherries or the strawberries up in northern Michigan, you know what the old farmer says? We'll get them next year. So if you've messed up in a season, get it right with God and get it right in the next year. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father God, what a tremendous truth that Solomon taught us. And from the word of God, the seasons of our lives. Help us, Lord, to understand the period of time that you create with a wonderful purpose to work, possessed of certain characteristics for our good and your glory. Help us to stay faithful in these seasons so we can see the beauty 
man, there's beauty in the winter. There's beauty in the spring. There's beauty in the summer. And there's beauty in the fall. And there is beauty in every work that you do in our lives. We bail out on the ugly. Oh, how we miss the whole. Help us now. In Jesus' name, amen. I chose verse number three of Like a River Glorious. The words are fitting and powerful. Stand if you would. Let it finish in your heart. See you Sunday night. God bless you.